here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I want to talk a little bit about the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, as we come in the month of Christmas, month in the, come in the month of December, it's worth thinking about the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is the fact that Jesus was born on this earth. Biblically and historically, we have evidences for the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, I just want to you know, take you through what really happened during the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, I would like to title my sermon as Violent Night, Not a Silent Night. That may sound a little odd, but I'll help you. Can you say that? Violent Night, Not a Silent Night. So the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ was not an ordinary birth. It was not just a birth of an ordinary man. It was the birth of the most unique person in the history. We know that the birth of Lord Jesus Christ is an incarnation of God himself on this earth. In other words, the very God became a man like you and me. And the conception of his birth and the really the birth of Lord God when it took place, it was a mingling of God Almighty with the humanity. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ did not take place the way we give birth to a child. The conception was totally different. It was a mingling of God with a human being. And such a thing never happened in the history. If you turn back to the history, you will never find such a thing happening. So it was an extraordinary birth of an extraordinary God taking in the form of human. And you know what? It's going to take us eternity to understand this truth. We will not understand with our little brain how Jesus Christ was born to a virgin, Mary. So as I said, it was not an, ex it was, it was an extraordinary birth. And it was not an easy occurrence as the Gospels record. Listen to this. Gospels are saying, and she brought forth. I'm reading from Luke 2.7. Gospel is saying, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Gospel put that very easily, and she brought forth the firstborn son. And this morning I'm here to tell you that it was not just that easy to bring forth Jesus into this world. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ was an expected event of the heaven, as we know. Heaven was expecting the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, but it was an unexpected event for the devil. He did not expect that Jesus to be born. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ brought great joy to the mankind, but it was a horrific moment for devil and his angels. 
It was a fulfillment of the messianic prophecies. Many prophecies were spoken concerning the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. So all those prophecies were getting fulfilled. But it was an announcement of the doom of Satan and his angels. It was a display of God's love to the mankind. As we read in John 3.16, that's what we, are, we see the love of God being displayed as Jesus was born. Because God gave his only begotten son. But it was a display of the wrath of God being poured out upon the devil and his company. So it was not just an ordinary birth. And the birth of Lord God was bringing great joy to the mankind. But it was bringing great terror to the devil and his angels. You know, today sometimes we ask this question. We ask this question, why there are struggles for a Christian in this world? Do you have struggles? Yes. Yes, we all have struggles. And sometimes we feel that, you know, we as Christians, we have more struggles than our friends. Don't you feel that? Yes. Sometimes we feel that things are not happening in our lives just like that, but things are happening in somebody's life. They don't go to church. They don't follow God. Everything goes well in the life of an unbeliever. But I believe in Christ. Why am I going through such a great difficult moment in my life? Why am I taking such a great difficult path in my life? Since the time I accepted Jesus Christ, I faced many challenges in my life. My family is telling, telling me, because you accepted that foreign God, because you accepted the God of the Christians, you are having challenges. Come back to us. Come back to us. And this morning, I believe this sermon will give an answer to these questions. Even, don't you realize that even God had struggle to bring forth the birth of Lord Jesus Christ in this world? You know, at times we don't understand because we see the beautiful picture of Christmas everywhere. Remember, there is an evil working against so aggressively opposing the plan of God. Can you say opposing the plan of God? There is a evil that is so aggressively working on this earth, opposing the plan of God. Just want you to want, want, want to take you to the past to see what really happened in the past. You know, throughout the history, devil, devil really tried his best to prevent the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. Since the time the birth was announced in the Garden of Eden, Genesis 3.15 says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ was announced in the Garden of Eden first to the devil. And when the birth of Lord God was announced in the Garden of Eden, devil was trying his level best so that the birth of Lord would not happen. Think about it. I just want, you to take, want to take you to the history backward. Satan moved Cain's mind to kill Abel so that the seed will not come forth. He sowed wickedness so that people will be totally destroyed in the flood. The seed will not, Lord Jesus Christ will not come forth in this world. He caused Esau to kill his brother Jacob, but he escaped. Satan tried to destroy the whole nation of Egypt, no, the whole nation of Israel as they were living under the bondage in Egypt. Remember when Moses was born? 
he was about to be killed. Because there was a command went forth from the king saying that, kill all the Hebrew children. Kill all the Hebrew male children. In the days of Esther, King Ahasuerus wanted to kill Jews. And God raised Esther there. The devil was very carefully, very meticulously, he was working so that the seed will not come forth. When Jesus was born, Satan inspired King Herod to kill all the male children. During the early ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, Satan made numerous plans and schemes and attempts to kill Lord Jesus. He tempted Jesus to jump off the temple. If Jesus would have jumped off the temple, something else would have happened. He inspired people to kill him in many times. He inspired to kill Jesus on the cross. And when Jesus died at the cross, devil thought, it's all done. It's all done. But death could not hold our Lord God in the grave. And Jesus rose from the grave. Hebrews 2.14 Bible says, At the cross, Jesus destroyed the power of the devil. I want you to know this this morning. We're reading from Hebrews 2.14. In as much then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. You know, at the cross, when Jesus was crucified, crucified, the power of the devil was completely stripped off. And this morning I said, it was a violent night, not a silent night. We're trying to find out why. Let me take you to the Bethlehem. That's where Jesus was born on that night. The night when Jesus was born. You remember there were so many things happening. As Gospels record, at the time of birth, the very picture that comes in our minds, listen to me this morning, the very picture that comes in our minds when Jesus was born is the nativity scene. We all enjoyed the nativity scene, right? Week before. And we keep watching those videos and we like them. You know, that's what comes in our minds. The nativity scene, the inn and the manger and the shepherd and the flock and the knight and the angel and the baby wrapped in the swaddling cloth and the main laid in the manger. And there's an angelic choir singing or praising God. And the wise men came from east and they brought what? Gold, frankincense and myrrh. Okay. So they brought all this to worship Lord God. That's what comes in our mind. But if we can take a moment to consider what was really going on in the spirit world on that night. And this is what I want you to know when Jesus was born. That is nothing to do related to the traditions of Christmas. You know, we have so much of traditions of Christmas in this nation, especially such as drinking eggnog and kissing under mistletoe. Exchanging gifts. Christmas trees. Hanging stockings, Christmas cards, decking the hall, and hanging the Advent wreath at every door. And I want you to think about this morning. Come along with me to find out what was happening in the spirit world. None of this, what I talked about. 
You know, gospel did not mention about the unwelcomed visitor who came to Bethlehem on that night. But John mentioned about that in the book of Revelation. Because gospel was a recording of what was seen by their eyes. Gospel was not a revelation book. Gospel was recording all that they saw. But the book of Revelation is a revelation what God spoke. And we need a revelation to know, to find out what is really happening in the spirit world on that night. And we need to really go to the book of Revelation to find out what was going on there. We are trying to find out what was going on on the night when Jesus was born in the spirit world. Can we turn with you? Can, can you turn with me to Revelation chapter 12? We are going to read from verses 1 through 12. Revelation chapter 12. And this is what was going on on the night when Jesus was born. Now a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon, under her feet, and on her head, a garland of 12 stars. We're reading from Revelation chapter 12. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. Verse 4. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule the all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast, cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, out to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Now, I was reading from the book of Revelation, as John was in the Isle of Patmos, God put that in his mind, and he revealed what was really going on on that night when Jesus was born. Listen to this. When Joseph and Mary were trying to find a place for Mary to deliver, John says the fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head was following them. Listen to this. When Mary was about to deliver Jesus and lay him in a manger, the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child 
as soon as it was born. Now, if you know a little bit of Revelation, the women described in the book of Revelation is the nation of Israel. The male child who is going to rule the nation with the rod of iron is Lord Jesus. The nation of Israel was giving birth. Of course, Mary was giving birth, but the nation of Israel was giving birth to Lord Jesus. And here we see the fiery dragon standing before the nation of Israel, before the women, so that she will not be able to give birth. Or even if she gives birth, the dragon was standing there to devour the male child instantly. When an angel was announcing the birth of Lord Jesus Christ to the mankind, Bible says a war broke in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought. So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of the world called the devil and Satan who deceived the whole world. He was cast into the earth and his angels were along cast out with him. Listen to this. Since then, the devil is working very aggressively to destroy his followers. Because the nation of Israel gave birth and he wanted to devour the male child. But since that time, devil was very aggressively working. You know, many died as martyrs in the first century. Verse 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. By the time Jesus was crucified and he rose from the dead. And they overcame the work of the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not consider their lives precious. And if you read further in the book of Revelation chapter 12, the dragon started persecuting that woman. Dragon started persecuting that woman who gave birth to Jesus. I said, that is the nation of Israel. The Roman Empire completely destroyed Israel. And Jerusalem, the temple of God was utterly destroyed. And more than one million Jews were killed. More than 100,000 were taken as slavery and the remaining Jews were scattered all around the world. The nation of Israel was totally wiped out from the map because the dragon decided to persecute that woman. And if you read further in those chapter, in that chapter, you will understand the way devil was aggressively working against his children. You know, when Jesus died at the cross, Paul writes, listen to this, Paul writes in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. It's a beautiful scripture, powerful scripture. Paul says in Colossians 2, 15, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. As he was dying at the cross, what Jesus did, he disarmed the power of Satan. And he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Another version says, he publicly put them as a spectacle. He put them as a, you know, so that everybody can look at Satan and tell you are powerless. You have become powerless by the work that Jesus did at the cross. And devil was totally disarmed. He lost his power at the cross. But the devil is angry. As we speak, as you listen, the devil is angry. He made many of Jesus' disciples to die as martyrs, including the apostles. Then the nation of Israel, as I said, was completely wiped away. Now let's come back to what is happening in today's world. The devil has not changed his strategy even today. He is very aggressively fighting against God's children. 
so that he can take them to the eternal hell. You know, he is very aggressive today. The way he operates with our children. You know, he works in the minds of these little minds to corrupt the little minds so that he can take them to the eternal hell. You know, we need to be careful as children of God. This morning, I believe God may speak to us. We said it was not just a silent night, it was a violent night and the effect that still continues even today. Devin doesn't like us following God. Do you think devil likes us following God? Daniel, what do you think? No? I don't think so. Devil doesn't like us following God. He's not going to be happy. Devil doesn't like us telling others about Christ. No. Devil doesn't like us serving God. Right? And if you want to do anything for God, even a simple thing, he doesn't like. He doesn't like that. Devil doesn't like us giving to God. No, not at all. And you know what? Devil dishonors the commitments that we have and the sacrifices that you make for God. Devil dishonors. And God honors your commitments. Can you say God honors my commitment? Everybody, God honors my commitment. But devil dishonors our commitments that we have to God. You know, that's the reason the world is not able to appreciate what you do for God. Even, even among your co-workers, when you say that, you know, I have church service on Sunday morning. Sorry, I can't come to, work, come to work on Sunday morning. If you tell your boss, he's not going to appreciate that. Because devil is not able to appreciate the commitment that you have for Christ. And devil tries to discourage us. Devil tries to divert our attention over the matters which are not important. You know, last week, what, what did we hear? Last week we talked about what? Come on, last week's sermon. How many of you are here last week? Our good, our priorities. Last week we spoke about priorities. Devil doesn't want us to prioritize our living in the right way. He throws all the junk into our mind. He brings diversion. He you know, makes our attention to get diverted into so many other things. So that God will lose his priority. Devil is not happy. Remember his first attempt was to prevent the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. And then when he failed, he decided to kill him. But Christ rose from the dead. The death of Christ was not as he thought. It was not in favor of him. It was not in favor of him. So now he turned his attention to the church. And he decided to destroy the church of God. You know, the persecution today the churches are going through is not a strange thing. It's not a strange thing. The struggle that you as a Christian, you as a children of God, what you are going through in your life for the faith that you have in Christ is not a strange thing. When you turn back the history and see many of the men and women, the brethren have gone through such struggles in their lives. And they even at times they need to, you know, even they give, need to give their lives because they want to stand for the faith that they had in Christ. But none of these things that they talk about is a strange thing. The struggle that we have in our body, the pain that we go through in our lives, the disappointments, the confusions that we are dealing with today, the struggles that we have with our children, the struggle that we are trying to understand our parents and trying to settle them, it's just not an easy joke. Because devil is aggressively working against us. But that's not a sign of defeat. This morning, you know, that's what I want to convey to you. That's not a sign of defeat. 
Let's listen what Paul says. Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians 2.11. Paul says, this is what Paul says, lest Satan should take advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. We are not ignorant of his schemes. Paul is saying that you need to know his schemes. And you already know his schemes. What I talked about this morning, that's what is his scheme. To do things against God and to do things against the children of God. And Paul says, you are not ignorant of his schemes. You know. And you need to work accordingly. And Peter really wants us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Peter says, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And the next verse says, resist him. Resist him. You know, devil comes to us to threaten us and to frighten us. But Bible says repeatedly, you need to resist the work of the devil. You need to come against him. You need to overcome his power because God has given us power. And Revelation 12 verse 11, the same portion that we read, John is asking us to overcome. Read the scripture. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Can you say that? They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. You know, this is what your strategy and my strategy to be today. You know, when devil, we know the devil's cleverness, his cunningness, and we know everything the way he operates. And Bible says, John says, you need to overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. Blood of the lamb is powerful. And the word of the testimony, you know, as you testify God, you know, that's the reason we have a testimony time. I wish everyone, you can come and testify here. You know, when we testify, you know, I believe those who testify frequently, you know, the, you know the benefit of it, doing it. When you come and testify, that assures your faith, that strengthens somebody's faith, and the devil listens to that. And he knows that he can't do really play around with you. Because you are a strong man and woman of God. You know how to put forth the word. You know how to testify. The more you testify, the more it is rest assured in your life. The more you testify about what God has done to you, you are escaping from the attack of the devil. That's the reason there is a testimony time. And we need to overcome the devil by the blood of Lord Jesus Christ and by the word of our mouth. And Jesus overcame the hurdles he had before his birth. And during his birth, he had hurdles. Even after his birth, in the ministry, he had so much of hurdles. And Jesus, Jesus overcame everything. And that night, because Jesus overcame that violent night, and that night became a silent night for his people. And when the announcement of the birth of Lord God was made, the fight was already won. The fight was already won because Jesus was an overcomer. And God expects us to follow the same footsteps of Lord Jesus. We need to overcome in everything. 
God doesn't expect us to complain. God doesn't expect us to doubt. God doesn't expect us to get discouraged. But God wants us to stay focused in the work of God. God wants us to overcome the hurdles that the enemy is bringing in your life. And this morning, he may be having questions. But the answer is, they overcame the devil by the blood and the word of their testimony. And you know what? Because Jesus overcame, God exalted him. Paul says in Philippians, let me read the scriptures and close. In Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 and 11, 9 through 11. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Paul says, therefore God also has highly exalted Jesus. And given him the name which is above every name. You know, because Jesus overcame the power of darkness, the work of the devil, God exalted him. And he gave him the name, then the name is above all the names. Verse 10 says, Philippians 2, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, and of those on the earth, and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, to the glory of the God and the Father. Because Jesus overcame, God lifted him up. And Bible says, if we overcome, if we overcome, we are called overcomers, we are called conquerors. And if we conquer, if we overcome, and if we identify the schemes of the devil that is operating in your life and in your family, and if you overcome that, Revelation 3.21 says, to him who overcomes, to him who overcomes, God says, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Words of Jesus. And Jesus says, if you overcome this world, you know, the life is going to go away. Life is going to, it's not going to stay with you forever. You are going to just go away. It's going, going very fast, going very quick. You know, when a, when a woman is pregnant, first trimester, it's, it's just a little hard. And the second, you know what I'm talking about? Yes? Okay. So the second and the third and, is there a fourth? No. Oh, sorry. So the third. So, so when that happens, the days go very fast. You know, initially you feel that it's kind of dragging, then after that you don't really know. You're about to deliver. The days are going to just go fast, quick. But God says, if you overcome, you know what a blessing it is. I will grant to sit. Jesus says, in fact, the words of Jesus through John. I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Jesus is going to make us to sit on Jesus' throne and Jesus is going to sit on the throne of the father. That's what literally the scripture says. You know, what a blessing it is. And that night, which was a violent night, was turned into a silent night because Jesus overcame the world. This morning, God wants us to overcome. Can we all stand for a moment? Stand for a time of prayer. I believe this morning, God has spoken to you. You don't need to be discouraged as we are coming closer to the end of the year. I'm encouraged this morning. I'm encouraged this morning. Because no matter whatever, what happens or it doesn't happen, I know for sure that God has kept a place for me. And God is going to keep me in his place. There is no reason why you need to get discouraged. 
There is no reason why you need to have complaints. There is no reason why you need to have concerns in your life. This morning God is telling you, my son, my daughter, be of good cheer. Be encouraged. You are an overcomer. The beginning of the sermon as during the time of worship, God spoke to us. God is giving control of your life in your hands. Can you believe that this morning? God is giving control of your life in your hands. In your hands. Because you have authority. Jesus did that very well, perfectly. And God wants you to do that too. And I'm sure you will do it. If you understood this morning what I shared with you, you will do it too. You will do it too because the schemes of the enemy are not unknown to us. They are known to us. He's trying to do the same trick over and over again in your life. But God is telling you this morning, my son, my daughter, you need to overcome. I have done everything that I need to do. But it is your time now. You need to overcome. This morning I want you to think about those ways the devil is operating in your life and the life of your family. May it be sickness. May it be concern. May it be financial issues. May it be something that keeps bothering you. Taking you away from God. This morning God wants you to know that you need to overcome. You need to overcome. Why don't you take a step of faith this morning and tell God, no matter what it is, Lord God, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. Let that be a commitment from your end this morning. Lord, I know Jesus did that. He followed with, followed your footsteps. And this morning I'm here to tell Lord God that I'm going to follow the footsteps of my Savior. Can you make a commitment before we close this morning? Just make a commitment with God and tell him, Lord, as a response to the word, and tell him this morning, Lord, I will overcome, Lord. I will overcome that pain that I'm going through. I will overcome, Lord God, the discouragement I'm going through, Lord. I will overcome the question that I go through in my life. Lord, I will overcome, Lord God, every opposition that I'm trying to handle. And I will be victorious. Word of your testimony. Word of your testimony is going to set you free. Hallelujah. Father, this morning, we ask you that, Lord, you would give courage to your children to speak, Lord. To speak, Lord. To speak, Lord, that word that you are giving in their mouth, oh God. To speak that word. That positive word. That word that is going to set them free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, God has spoken to you. You need to testify. You need to testify. Never stop testifying. Never stop testifying. The more you keep silent, God cannot do anything. This morning I pray that God may open your mouth. Some of your mouth are shut. You may say excuses. But this morning God wants you to open your mouth and come and stand in the midst of the assembly and praise God. This morning God is telling you the word of the testimony is going to bring victory to you. If you believe that, you will not keep silent. You will not keep silent. You will walk over. You will walk over. Hallelujah. Father, this morning, I pray that, oh God, you would enable your children, oh God, 
to overcome to overcome hallelujah can you cry out to god this morning can you just cry out to god this morning can you ask his grace this morning lord help me to overcome lord the devil is a liar he's threatening me he's threatening me but this morning i'm overcoming take a step of faith this morning and walk over it and walk over it you will gain victory because you are standing in the victory ground you are not standing in the ground that is defeated you are standing in the ground the victory is already won at the cross but this morning god wants you to confess god wants you to confess and move forward hallelujah 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 thank you father thank you for the for the victory that you are giving to your children this morning i pray that oh god let them grab hold of what you have spoken this morning hallelujah the victory is ours victory is ours thank you lord for the promises and the assurance that you have given in our lives oh god and one day we are going to be seated with you one day we are going to be seated with you lord in the heavenly realms until then father we pray that you would protect us you would preserve us you would keep us safe and you would keep keep us healthy and you would keep us as a living testimony oh god there is so much to be done in this world there is so much to be done in this in, in this city there is so much to be done in the kingdom of god and god is enabling you god is honoring your commitment god is honoring your sacrifices the reason for which god called you to this nation is just this just one leaders just one leaders this morning if we can get hold of it hallelujah hallelujah father we give all of us tonight today morning in your mighty hands oh god Lord, as you are about to send us, Lord, from this place, I pray for your presence to lead us and to guide us, O oh God. Come with us. Let this week be a blessing. Continue to speak to us. In Jesus' mighty name. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swaminathan at balan at hibm.org. God bless you.